We have the 9-7 San Francisco 49ers taking on the 12-4 Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are going into this game right now as a 4.5 point favorite. This game is going to kick off 4.25 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox this Sunday. 49ers defeated the Houston Texans last week, 23-7. The Rams beat the Ravens 20-19. For the Los Angeles Rams, they are trying to win the NFC West. They can do that with a win in this game. The 49ers are trying to hold on to the last remaining spot in the NFC playoffs. All they have to do is win this game or have the Saints lose Now, the last time these two teams matched up, the 49ers dominated. They won 31 to 10. And you look at the Los Angeles Rams. Did you know that Sean McVay has lost five straight games against Kyle Shanahan and the Niners? I didn't know that. I just found that out like a couple of minutes ago during the Monday night football broadcast. I did not know that Sean McVay has dropped five straight to the San Francisco 49ers. So if you are a Rams fan, you know, like you're looking at Matthew Stafford and you're basically saying to him, hey, man, we need him to step up and we need Matthew Stafford to have a great game because... You know, the main reason why Sean McVay and the Rams traded for Matthew Stafford was because they felt like he was good enough to win these kind of big games. So you look at Matthew Stafford over the last couple of weeks, he kind of has struggled. He kind of has been a little bit reckless with the football. He's had some turnover issues. He hasn't really looked all that well over the last couple of weeks. So hopefully he can come into this game and have a good performance because they're going to need him to have a big performance if they're going to end up beating this 49ers team, which is 49ers team right now. We don't know what the status of quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be. He still is questionable for this game with a thumb injury so there is a good chance that we could see Trey Lance once again start for the second straight week in a row for the 49ers now for the Rams it's some good news out there running back Cam Akers remember him he suffered a injury during last year during the summer there is a chance that he could suit up and play in this game and Cam Akers is the best running back that the LA Rams currently have and it's crazy to think that he could be making his season debut the last week of the regular season and then going into the playoffs which are next week now the biggest question in in this game probably is going to be how will Trey Lance perform now he had a pretty good showing against the Houston Texans last week albeit it is the Houston Texans they're one of the worst teams in the league he had a really nice game 16 to 23 249 pass yards two touchdowns one interception completing 69.6 percent of his passes and that wasn't his first game that he was starting in he has also appeared in a couple of other matchups he appeared in a game against the Cardinals didn't really have a great game. That game ended up in a loss, but he did have a pretty solid showing when he matched up against the Seattle Seahawks. He threw two touchdowns, completed 50% of his passes for 157 passing yards. So he definitely has to improve with every single start that he has played in, in my opinion. Houston has probably been the best game that he's had so far during his career. Now, if you're the Rams, I think one thing that's going to be really important when you're going against Trey Lance and his 49ers offense is the fact that this offense is way more explosive with Jimmy 
with Trey Lance in that quarterback compared to when Jimmy Garoppolo is in that quarterback. Now, albeit this 49ers offense is a little bit more prone to mistakes and they're a little bit more streaky with Trey Lance in. Meanwhile, with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know he's a little bit more safer, but at the same time, you do have a high number of turnovers even with him in that quarterback. But with Trey Lance, this offense has a way higher potential of generating big plays. And with Trey Lance... You got to make him take the checkdowns, okay? And you may say, JT, what's wrong with Trey Lance taking checkdowns? Well, when you have a young rookie quarterback, normally they tend to force the issues. Normally they don't want to take the checkdowns. They want to try to get the big play. And that's something that Trey Lance kind of has had some issues with during the few games that we've seen him play in. Like he's had some great moments. He's had some great flashes, but he also has had a lot of moments where sometimes he tends to want to get the big play or he wants to try to get it all at once so for Kyle Shanahan the game plan is going to change the game plan is probably going to be the same game plan that it would be if Jimmy Garoppolo was in that QB you're going to run the football and the last time the Rams saw the 49ers the 49ers had a good amount of success running the football on top of that it probably also helps the fact that the Rams turned the football over a good amount The 49ers had the ball for 39 minutes in their last matchup. If you are the Los Angeles Rams, you cannot afford to give a team like the 49ers extra possessions because they're going to make you pay. You don't want to give a team that is really good running the football and is good taking time off the clock like San Francisco extra possessions because it may not be any telling where you may get the ball back again. So for the Rams, they have to do a better job taking care of the football. Matthew Stafford has to do a better job taking care of the football. They also have to be able to shut down or slow down the rushing attack of San Francisco. The Rams are capable of being able to do that because they right now have the sixth best defense in the NFL when it comes to being able to stop the run. They're six in the NFL and rushing yards per game allowed. And when you slow down that rushing attack for San Francisco, you force them to have to rely on Trey Lance to throw the football a little bit more often and that votes well into the strength of your defense which is getting pressure on the QB with Aaron Donald, Von Miller, you're going to have Jalen Ramsey matched up against Debo Samuel on the outside and if this gets into a game where the 49ers have a hard time running the football and they have to throw the football to win against you with Trey Lance, if you're a Rams fan you have to be feeling pretty good against your You got to be feeling pretty good about your chances if the game comes down to that. Now, Trey Lance is more than capable of being able to make you pay through the air because you do have the big playability. He does show a lot of flashes, but you're also going to have a good amount of opportunities to force rookie mistakes. Now, the last time you faced the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo was in. So we don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play in this game or not. Basically, the rumor that has been going around is that, you know, it's pretty much 60-40 that Trey Lance is probably going to end up getting the start once again in this game now the Rams have to make sure that they can get stops in the red zone against the 49ers the 49ers have the best red zone offense and the lead they score touchdowns in the red zone more times than any other team in the league and for the Rams you have to force the 49ers to come away with field goals versus allowing them to come away with touchdowns that's always very big and on top of that for the Rams and Sean McVay, 
you have to kind of throw something different at San Francisco because there's a reason why San Francisco has won five straight games against the Rams and it's because they probably know the Rams better than any other opponent in the league so for Sean McVay you have to throw something different at this 49ers defense you have to throw something different at Kyle Shanahan defensively you're going to have to throw some looks at Trey Lance that's going to confuse him maybe some exotic blitz packages like you have to find ways to get Trey Lance uncomfortable. This is a very big game for Trey Lance. You know, this is going to be a game that we're going to figure out just what is Trey Lance made of because pretty much the 49ers control their own destiny. If they win this game, they are in the playoffs. If they lose, they could run the risk of being out the playoffs if the Saints are able to win their matchup this week. So this is a game that we're going to figure out if Trey Lance really is that guy or not because these are the kind of situations that you want your franchise quarterback in, albeit I'm pretty sure the 49ers didn't want Trey Lance in these kind of games. You know, his rookie season, the plan was to let him sit for a year behind Jimmy Garoppolo and then start him next year. But you know, a lot of things have changed now. Now you need Trey Lance to go out and show that he can get the job done. So for Sean McVay and his defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, like they got to put a lot of emphasis on making sure that they can make Trey Lance as uncomfortable as possible. And on top of that, they have to force him into some mistakes. Now, one different aspect that you're going to have to prepare for that you didn't really have to prepare for in your last matchup is the mobility that Trey Lance has because this guy is a freakish athlete. He runs like a 4-4-40, so he definitely can beat you with his legs, and he's probably way better at extending plays than what Jimmy Garoppolo is, so you also have to game plan for that aspect. So... It's going to be really interesting seeing how Trey Lance handles himself in this game against this Rams defense, especially when you have Aaron Donald, who is one of the best players in the league, lining up against you. That's always pretty intimidating, especially if you are a rookie quarterback. At least I would be somewhat intimidated. So the team I'm going to take to win this game... I'm going to roll with the Los Angeles Rams. I think Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford are finally going to figure out a way to beat the San Francisco 49ers. They're going to be starting a rookie quarterback in this game. So maybe their defensive coordinator should be able to frustrate him and give him some unfamiliar looks. Also, they could put the 49ers in third and long situations and obvious passing situations to force him to have to make big plays. And against that defense, when you have guys like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey you like your chances if Trey Lance is throwing the football in this game if he plays and even if Trey Lance doesn't play in this game even if they have to start even if Jimmy Garoppolo is cleared and he's healthy enough to start in this game I still would take the Rams to win because I feel like the Rams right now although they're not playing their best football offensively I think that defensively they are now starting to hit their stride so I'm going to take the Rams to win this game and I will take them to cover. I think the Rams win this game 27-20 is my final score prediction. I'm taking, I'm taking L.A. Next up, we have the game of the week. We have the 9-7 Los Angeles Chargers taking on the 9-7 Las Vegas Raiders. This game is going to be played this Sunday on Sunday Night Football, 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time kickoff on ABC. The Chargers, as of right now, are a two-and-a-half-point favorite going into this matchup. The Chargers handled business last week. 
blowing out the Denver Broncos 34-13. The Raiders pulled off an upset victory against the Indianapolis Colts 23-20. And we know what the stakes are in this game. It's win or go home. You win, you're in the playoffs. You lose, you got to wait seven to eight months to take another shot at it next season. I am really impressed with what the Raiders have done this season. And if they make it to the playoffs, I feel like you can make a strong argument for why their current interim head coach not only should be coach of the year, but also why he should be the permanent head coach of Las Vegas if they're able to win this game and they get into the playoffs. Now, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name because I don't know how to pronounce it. I already know how you guys get down in the comment section anytime I make a mistake or make a mispronunciation, but he has done a really good job. And they really unfortunate circumstance. Okay, like, there were a lot of teams who end up having to promote an interim head coach. And they end up not being competitive at all. And you look at everything that the Las Vegas Raiders have dealt with off the field. With their former head coach, Henry Ruggs. Heck, they have another player who's dealing with off the field issues. And their rookie cornerback, Nate Hobbs. Who also is dealing with some off the field um, legal troubles right now. So for the Raiders, they've done a really good job at... You know, overcoming adversity. There's a time during this season where the Raiders went ice cold. And you Raiders fans are really familiar with this. You always start the season off really hot. And then in the middle, you start to get kind of cold. And then late in the season, you get really ice cold. And you end up missing out on the playoffs. Well, this season, it kind of has been a different story. Even though the Raiders did start out hot, they got really cold in the middle of the season. But somehow, they have been able to bounce back and they are currently going into this game on a three-game winning streak beating the Browns, the Broncos, and the Colts and those are all three very good wins because you got to remember when they played the Browns and the Broncos both of those two teams were in the running for one of the final wild card spots in the AFC. The Raiders were able to defeat those two teams. They were able to get an upset win against the Indianapolis Colts like this Raiders team is really tough. And if you want to know the identity of this Raiders team, it's not really pretty. You know, this isn't a team that's going to dominate you and beat you by multiple possessions. This is a team that wants to hang around with you, get you into the fourth quarter, get you into a one possession game. And then they want to make the critical plays down the stretch late in the fourth quarter to end up getting the win. That's kind of how the majority of their games have went over the last couple of weeks, especially that Indianapolis Colts win when Derek Carr engineered that game winning drive to set them up in field goal range and props to their field goal kicker for not folding because how many times have we seen you know teams get into those situations where they have to rely on their kicking to win the game and their kicker never comes through for them so kudos to Las Vegas Raiders for what they have done this far this is a very rough team they're rough they're scrappy they're tough and they fight all the way into the final whistle and I know they've had some games where they got blown out by Kansas City and whatnot you had the Washington loss which was a game that you probably should have won but also the last time they played the Los Angeles Chargers they were defeated 28 to 14 now you look at the Los Angeles Chargers on the other hand 
I feel like they're the complete opposite of the Las Vegas Raiders. They are a more talented team than the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't think any Raiders fan should deny that claim. They have a lot of talent on both the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, and they are super explosive. They generate a lot of big plays offensively. We already know about Justin Herbert. He has quickly asserted himself to be one of the better or one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. But however, this Chargers team is super inconsistent. Like, when you were a kid growing up, you ever had your family cook your dinner and they had it on the table and then you know you just get your fork or you get your spoon and you just play around with it and then the food ends up getting cold and then you end up microwaving it and then it just doesn't taste the same like food doesn't taste the same after you microwave it you know food tastes the best to some people when it's freshly cooked and it's fresh out the oven or it's fresh out the stove So when you play around with your food, your food gets cold, and then once your food gets cold, you don't want to eat it no more. So you throw it in the trash. That's kind of how I view the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, they end up coming out sloppy at times, and they end up playing around too much, either, you know, making costly mistakes or not converting on fourth down, maybe having a couple of critical turnovers from Justin Herbert or the defense not really playing up to the level of their talent, and they end up losing games that they probably shouldn't lose, like the Houston Texans loss that happened not too long ago that was a prime example of that so the Chargers are a team that is really talented but they're heavily inconsistent which is why I believe Vegas only has the Chargers as a two and a half point favorite in this game because when you look at the Chargers if we're just judging this game based off a talent standpoint the Chargers if I was an odds maker in Vegas I probably would have them as a six point favorite but the fact that this is only a two and a half point spread shows you that They feel like the Chargers have the potential to come into this game and be very sloppy. And if you're a Chargers fan, you're probably saying, okay, JT, but we beat in the Raiders before. Okay, yeah, you have. But at the same time, this is a Raiders team that is more than capable of being able to beat you simply for the fact that you have been very inconsistent in your performances this year. So you got to ask yourself, you know, what Chargers team are you going to get? Are you going to get the Chargers team that you saw against the Houston Texans? that kicked themselves in the legs and underperformed? Or are you going to get the Los Angeles Chargers team that dominated the Denver Broncos and the team that looked really good early on this season? For Las Vegas, how much are you going to lean on Josh Jacobs in your rushing attack? Because the Chargers have had one of the worst run defenses in the league all this year. They allow 136.7 rushing yards per game, which is 30th in the NFL in rushing yards per game allowed. And I feel like this Raiders offense is at their best when they are running the football effectively, especially when Josh Jacobs gets more than 20 carries. He has went off. So I feel like for the Raiders, a key to a victory in this game would be leaning on that run game because the Chargers haven't been able to stop it all season long. Your passing game should be solid even though you do kind of lack a lot of talent in that wide receiver even though Zay Jones had a very phenomenal game. We don't know what's going to happen with Darren Waller but Derek Carr has been very solid. As a matter of fact you can make the argument and say that Derek Carr has been a top 10 quarterback this year and I know it's kind of hard to say because you look at the stat line and he doesn't really have the greatest stats or anything like that but you got to look Look at the overall supporting cast that he has around him. This is probably one of the worst offensive lines that the Raiders have had in over the last couple of seasons. 
on top of that, the wide receiving core isn't all that great, and you are without Darren Waller, and Derek Carr has performed pretty well. You know, the stats aren't all that great. You know, he did have two interceptions against the Colts, but he does step up in big moments. So for the Raiders, I feel like a big key to victory in this game is going to be your ability to run the football against the Chargers defense that has struggled against the run all this year. Now, if you're able to have success running the football, which you should, that's going to make things a lot easier for you on third down. And one of the key struggles for the Raiders has been their third down offense. They only convert on offense on third down situations 36.51% of the time, which is 25th in the NFL. So third down situations aren't really their strong suit. So a good way to help that out is by running the football first and second down and then you put yourself into third and manageable situations you know third and three third and four even third and five like as long as you can put yourself in third and medium situations you still have a good amount of playbook open to you can still do a lot of things you can still run the football if you want to maybe call a draw play call a screen or if you want to end up throwing the football to convert like the defense will kind of have a hard time knowing what's coming if you're still in third and short of third and medium situations because you still have a good amount of playbook at your disposal however if you find yourself in third and long situations when you have to throw the football to convert and move the chains that's where you end up getting yourself in trouble because then the chargers now understand that okay they have to throw the football so now those pass rushers can get teed up and the chargers pass rush is pretty good and you look at the raiders you know their offensive line has kind of been inconsistent this year hasn't really been the raiders off the line that we've seen the past two three years so for the Raiders the rain game is going to help you be more efficient and more effective when it comes to converting and staying on the field in those third down situations on top of that the Chargers also have the worst third down defense in the lead they allow teams to convert on third downs 49.75 percent of the time which is dead last so on top of that can the Raiders finish drives you know, the Raiders haven't been that good inside of the red zone this year. Too many times they end up having good drives when they drive down the field and they end up having to settle for three because they can't find a way to punch the ball into the end zone. They only score touchdowns in the red zone 50.91% of the time, which is 29th in the league. The Chargers red zone defense isn't all that great. They're 25th in the NFL and red zone touchdowns allowed. So for the Raiders, you have a prime opportunity to take advantage of a defense that all season hasn't been good against the run, hasn't been good on third down, and hasn't been good inside of the red zone. Now, if you are a Chargers fan... You're saying, okay, JT, you've been talking about the Raiders for pretty much the whole duration of the video. Talk about us. Well, I feel like for the Chargers, you're going to have some opportunities to attack this Raiders secondary. Their secondary right now isn't that full strength. So you're going to have the opportunity to have some big plays down the field. On top of that, you have to make sure that you're able to take care of the football. You're going to have Austin Eckler in the backfield. He's going to be a matchup nightmare because of his ability not only to be a very effective runner through the tackles, but also what he does in the passing game as well. On top of that, you look at the Raiders, you know, this offense isn't really nothing that 
really terrifies you all that much even though you look at the fact that your run defense hasn't been good this isn't an offense that should shred you through the air because they don't really have any reliable wide receivers that have been consistent like Raiders fans going to say well Zay Jones had a career performance last week but yeah that's one game can he repeat that again how do we know if he's going to be able to keep it up so you don't really have a lot of consistency at wide receiver outside of Hunter Renfro he pretty much has been their most reliable guy so you got to make sure that you keep tabs on him so if you're a Chargers fan if you find yourself up by multiple possessions in this game let's say you go into halftime and you're up you know like 21 to 3 you feel pretty good about your chances of winning this game because if the Raiders are going to win this game they're going to win this game being able to be balanced you know being able to have a balanced attack being able to keep you on your heels meanwhile if you put the Raiders in a situation where they have to throw the ball to keep up with you I don't really think that that's going to be the formula for success for Las Vegas because you look at the fact that they don't really have a lot of talent when it comes to the passing game when it comes to the receiver depth and the receiver talent in that room so the Raiders aren't really a team that is equipped to come from behind if the game ends up being a situation where they have to come back down multiple possessions so if you're a Chargers fan and you find yourself up at any point in this game you have to be feeling pretty confident about your chances of walking away and walking out of Las Vegas with the victory now for the Raiders your worst nightmare would be being down by multiple possessions because you get down multiple possessions I don't care what you Raiders fans want to use to justify how you could come back like you know what your team is your team is a team that is built to be in one possession football games because you still have the ability to be balanced on offense but anytime your offense gets put in situations where you have to continue to throw the football over and over again to get back into the game that's not really the formula for success for the Raiders now the team that I'm going to take to win this game I am going to roll with the Los Angeles Chargers the reason why I'm going to roll with the Los Angeles Chargers is because like I feel like the Chargers aren't going to play around this game. I feel like they're going to come out. They're going to handle business. They're going to try to make an emphasis on trying to make sure that they don't allow the Las Vegas Raiders to hang around in the fourth quarter. And even if they do, you don't really trust. Like, I like the matchup of the Chargers pass defense against the Raiders passing offense because you do have the ability to get pressure on the quarterback. You do have a pretty talented secondary, especially when you have Durant James there, who is a Pro Bowl selection. So I like the Chargers in this matchup. I think they win this game 31 to 20 is going to be my final score prediction in this game I think the Chargers end up winning and they end up clinching their spot in the playoffs and even if you're a Raiders fan you know I feel like even if you lose this game you can hold your head up high because you know like nobody really expected you to be in this point a lot of people pretty much gave up on you like a month ago but somehow some way you were able to fight back and you were able to be resilient that's one thing about the Raiders this team is resilient they fight all the way to the very end regardless of the score however I feel like the Chargers if this is the Chargers team that we saw against Denver last weekend that has been good when they've been playing at their best like the Chargers should be able to win this game that's why I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers with the victory
The last matchup that we have to talk about, we have the 8-7-1 Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the 8-8 Baltimore Ravens. This game is going to be played on CBS this Sunday with a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. The Ravens, as of right now, are a four-and-a-half point favorite going into this matchup. Steelers defeat the Browns on Monday Night Football 26-14. It was Ben Roethlisberger's potentially last home game ever as a Pittsburgh Steeler. And the Rams defeated the Baltimore Ravens 20-19. For Baltimore, you know, this was a team that had a lot of hype going into this season. And it was well-deserved because the Ravens are one of the most talented teams in the league when they are fully healthy. And even when they did start to have a lot of injuries, they were still really good. But now, late in the season, we're now starting to see those injuries start to take a toll on the Baltimore Ravens. And we don't even know if Lamar Jackson is going to be able to play in this game. And even if he does, we don't know if he's going to be a full 100% in this game. And the last time these two teams matched up, the Steelers ended up sneaking away or stealing the victory, if you want to call it that, if you are a Ravens fan, because they ended up going for two, trying to win the game. And the Steelers ended up stopping them in their tracks. And they walked out with the victory. You look at Pittsburgh. This is definitely a matchup that if you're a Ravens fan, you feel like you have a good chance of winning. And there's a reason why Baltimore is a four and a half point favorite. And that's because the Pittsburgh Steelers have struggled to stop the run game all this year. Now, you look at Cleveland, you know, you can say, well, JT, the Steelers defense did a good job slowing down the Browns rushing attack. Yeah, but that's really because Cleveland was still some way, somehow going with Baker Mayfield and thinking that they were going to have success with Baker Mayfield throwing the football when really they should kept on running the football. And when Cleveland did have success running the football because there were stretches in this game when they did have success running the football, that's when they actually were moving the ball downfield. But for some reason, Kevin Stefanski just kept on wanting to throw and push the issue with Baker Mayfield, and it wasn't really working out. Baltimore, on the other hand, this is a team that is not going to hesitate, and they are not going to shy away from the run. This is a power running football team and if you are still a fan you have to be really concerned about how the run defense is going to hold up in this game meanwhile on the other end Najee Harris probably had the best game that he's had as a pro so far he had 28 carries for 188 rushing yards and a touchdown against the Cleveland Browns it was probably the best performance that the offensive line had all year when it came to you know run blocking well are you going to be able to repeat that performance Because the Ravens right now have the best run defense in the league. They only allow 84.8 rushing yards per game. So you could be in a situation where Big Ben has to make his final stand. You know, this potentially could be his last game ever in his NFL career. We know he's going to be a first battle Hall of Famer. And this may be a game where Pittsburgh has to rely on him to throw the football and win the game for him. Now, the game kind of had a similar outcome like last week against the Cleveland Browns because Pittsburgh did have to throw the football like over 40 times. 
And Big Ben, you know, he wasn't great, but, you know, he did what he was supposed to. And the running game was also really good also. But you got to remember that the Cleveland Browns offense wasn't really able to get nothing going against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense for pretty much the whole majority of the game. Breckin Mayfield had a point in this game when he was like, what, 2 of 10 at one point? So the passing attack for the Browns really struggled and they really couldn't open up anything. For the Ravens, even if Lamar doesn't play, I don't think that your passing game is going to be as bad as what the Browns passing game was. So I think that for the Ravens, they're going to have the ability to have a little bit more success through the air compared to what the Browns did. And on top of that, for the Ravens offense, you know, you still have the ability to run the football against the Steelers defense. However, you know, you look at that Ravens defense and it is beat up, especially when you look at the secondary, but they did a very good job against the Los Angeles Rams last week. You know, like the Rams offense is really explosive. They have a lot of talent there. You got Cooper Cup, you got Matthew Stafford. Those two guys have been in the MVP conversation and they did a pretty good job slowing them down because that could have easily been a game that, you know, the Rams could have won and they could have won convincingly. So they did a pretty good job and they only lost by one on point so this is a Ravens team that is feisty and even though they are beat down when it comes to injuries they still are pretty solid defensively so for the Steelers offense you know what it is it doesn't matter how banged up the opposing defense is for Baltimore it doesn't really matter all that much if you're a Steelers fan, you shouldn't really be expecting anything crazy out of the offense. You know how this game is most likely going to turn out. It's probably going to be a lot of punts, a lot of three and outs, a lot of doggone it, man. Can we please get rid of Matt Canada? You, I've been saying that a lot as a Steelers fan. You're probably going to say, what was that play called? What are we doing calling that play? Like The offense with Pittsburgh is going to be what it has been all year, regardless of the injuries that Baltimore currently has right now defensively. Now, when Pittsburgh comes out and they score more than 30 points, which has been something that we've rarely seen out of Pittsburgh this year, and they just have an offensive explosion, I would be really surprised. But I expect this game to be low scoring. It's going to be a slug fest this is pretty much a playoff game for both these two teams because both these two teams not only need to win this game to keep their playoff hopes alive but they also need some help so the playoff scenario for the Pittsburgh Steelers is they have to beat Baltimore in this game they need the Indianapolis Colts to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars good luck with that they need the Raiders in the Chargers game not to end in the tie for them to be able to punch their ticket into the postseason meanwhile Baltimore they need to win this game they need the Indianapolis Colts to also lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars like the Steelers do. They need the Miami Dolphins to either lose the Patriots or tie with the New England Patriots. And they need the Raiders to defeat the LA Chargers if they look to keep their season and their postseason hopes alive if they want to get into the playoffs. So both of these two teams must win this game and they need some additional help now the playoff scenario for pittsburgh seems a little bit more plausible simply for the fact that you know you don't need either the raiders or the chargers to win you just need to make sure that regardless of the outcome in that game that it doesn't end in a tie then 
you need the Jaguars to defeat the Indianapolis Colts, which is really difficult. And also the Ravens need the Colts to lose to Jacksonville also. So even if they win this game, and the crazy thing is, even if they do get the additional help, the thing that seems a little bit more, you know, impossible is Jacksonville defeating Indianapolis, even though the Jaguars have been off all year. The last time they played Indianapolis, they were in a pretty tightly contested contest. Now the team that I'm going to take to win this game I am going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers. The reason why I'm going to take Pittsburgh is because this defense has been really good, especially when it comes to getting pressure on the quarterback. feel like Mike Tomlin, the game plan is going to be going all in to slow down that rushing attack and trying to force Baltimore into some situations where they have to throw the ball and hopefully you end up coming away with a couple of takeaways. Then... Hopefully, you can end up, you know, playing the field position battle and get the Ravens to a point where their defense gets tired out. You can get in field goal range, and hopefully you can put up enough points on the board to last to win this game because that pretty much is what this game is going to be. This game is going to come down to which team can survive, which team can outlast the other. You know, like, you're not going to see... You might not see any team crack more than 20 points in this game. So I'll probably say the first team to get the 17 points is probably going to be the team I picked to win. I think that can be Pittsburgh simply for the fact that you do have Big Ben. This is most likely maybe his last regular season game ever. So I feel like he's going to come out. He may have the best performance of the season. And you look at these wide receivers against these Ravens corners. You know, they're not bad, but I definitely like the matchup of Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool against those banked up secondary or the banged up cornerbacks of Baltimore so I definitely feel like Pittsburgh could have a little bit more success that just all depends if the off the line is able to hold up so I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers to get the win 17 to 13 is my final score prediction in this game I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers and this is it for this episode of the JT Sports Podcast if you're watching this on YouTube make sure that you go ahead like the video subscribe to the channel also make sure that you turn on post notifications so you don't miss when I upload a new video. Make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast. Every video that is uploaded on the channel is available in audio format on every single podcasting platform. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, the JT Sports Podcast is available. All you got to do is go to any podcasting service that you use. Type in the JT Sports Podcast. It should pop up. Go ahead, leave a five-star review. Or you can go down to the description down below, scroll a little bit, and then they'll have the links to the Apple Podcast and the Spotify Podcast. Make sure that you guys go ahead and check that out. And I will see you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast.